Worried about your friend, but don't know how to reach out? You can say how are you or get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You can chat with them in VR. It's all good if you think you should check in. Yeah, you should. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Hi there. I want to talk to you about Woodstock. If you're planning on moving to Georgia, this might be a city that you will love. It has that feel of a small town. However, it has lots of amenities. It's a great place to grow family. And it is an area which is close enough to downtown Atlanta. However, you still have all the small town life right so people love Woodstock because you can buy a property here for less than other big cities and have that access to restaurants museums parks and all that you would like to have close by your house also they do have the outlet malls with uh, people love to go shopping and and there Everything is very close. However, it's just a small area within the town that has all the amenities. It's a very residential town. And like I said, it's only um, maybe 40 minutes from the airport. I'm going to give you all the information about Woodstock, but you might consider this town since it has that small town feeling. However, it has all the amenities that you might enjoy, you and your family. So stay tuned watch the video like it if you like the information that I'm bring, bringing you and follow me for other information about real estate hi everyone welcome to my show I'm Iniabel Duval and I am a real estate broker in the state of Georgia today we are going to be talking about real estate matter that has to do with divorce and inheritance for that I have here Vinny Marino from Marino and Associates with us. He is a real estate attorney and he is going to talk to us about all the details that have to do with this type of situations. And I also have Nereida Claudio, which is a loan officer, to give us some insight on what do we need to do when we are going through these situations. So do you guys want to say hi? Yep. Hey, thanks for having me here today. Um, it's a pleasure speaking with you on these topics. Um, yeah, uh, look forward to it. Hopefully give people some insight on, on these different issues. Uh, yeah. And thank you so much for having me, Niamh. It's a pleasure being here. Hopefully I um, answer any questions that are related to a mortgage when people are faced with those type of scenarios. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking time and being here with us to give some information to our clients. Usually when I receive people at the office, they all have different situations. And even we don't discuss these topics very often on real estate shows. I think it's important that people have the right information from the professionals that has to do with that. I could help you find a house. I could help you sell a house. But when it comes to topics like divorce, you better talk to 
an attorney because that's the legal advice that should come from somebody that is uh, an expert on that topic. And I have to say that Merino and Associates are always helping our clients. That's why we use them all the time. They're everywhere in the state of Georgia and they're very accessible to our clients. I'm very grateful for that. Yes, every time we have a question, they we just have to shoot an email, a quick call, and we get it answered quickly. So, uh, talking about divorce, what are the most common challenges that or questions that people bring to you when they are having to sell a house or when they, when they there is a divorce in as part of the transaction? Yeah. So uh, a lot of times we'll. Uh, uncover a divorce in the transaction. Um, when um, we uh, start the transaction, we saw, send out a seller information sheet to the sellers. Um, at that point, they'll let us know that they're in a pending divorce or recently just went through a divorce. Uh, but even, even if they don't disclose that, when we run what's called a title search on the property, uh, we'll uncover that as well. Um, so I would say like the biggest question um, or the, one of the biggest things with a divorce is, for us to, to conduct the closing, um, that divorce has to be finalized, mm -hmm. um, essentially. Um, so they have to have already, um, both spouses have to have already signed a settlement agreement, which is like an agreement between the parties on how assets are gonna be distributed or amongst themselves or split up. Um, and that has to be finalized with, with, a, with a court order uh, pretty much ratifying the uh, settlement agreement. Um, so like I said, if there is a pending divorce, um, it's still ongoing, it has been finalized, they haven't even signed a settlement agreement yet. We really can't um, go forward with the closing until that's finalized. So the divorce approach has to be finalized um, beforehand. Um, I would say one of the biggest things is um, you get people that, um, it could be you know, obviously a, a two spouses that are, are divorcing, but let's just say there's a house that one spouse is trying to sell um, where they're the only ones on title to the home, which means that they're the only actual owners by name on that house. They may think, okay, well, I own it outright in my own name. I should be able to just go ahead and sell it. It doesn't matter that I'm in the middle of a divorce now. It's my name on the house. Well, unfortunately, we get those situations a lot. We have to tell the person that's selling the house or the agent that's representing them, like, listen, you know, it's in, um, in a divorce. So even though it's solely in your name, that asset could still potentially be what's considered a marital asset. The other spouse can make a claim to it through the divorce. Since that's since that's the case, we have to still wait uh, until it's finalized because that house could be, you know, considered a marital asset. And who knows? The other spouse may 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 have an interest in the house, even though they're not uh, a name owner or on title to the house. Um, so that's definitely something, um, a topic, probably the most common topic that that we deal with as far as people trying to sell the home that are in the middle of a divorce and it's not finalized yet. Um, okay, so what I get from what you're saying is if, for example, I have a client that owned a property before they got into mm -hmm. the marriage and if this property is only on their name, mm -hmm. even though the spouse is not part, of, I mean, it doesn't have any participation on that title, mm -hmm. on that loan, it still have to be part of the negotiations of the divorce before it comes mm -hmm. to you as a closing attorney? Yep, yep, so mm -hmm. it, it, yeah, that, that's something that, that we get hashed out um, before, hopefully before the closing comes between 
the spouses are getting divorced in between their own attorneys, they're going to be the ones that figure out, okay, is this a marital asset that's subject to uh, distribution or is it going to, you know, the one person that it's naming, are they fully entitled to it? And so that's when you kind of get into them signing the, the settlement agreement where they've all signed off and, okay, this, this house belongs to them, the divorce is not going to get distributed. So all that kind of um, happens hopefully before the closing comes to us. Hopefully that's all finished and finalized because when um, they go to try to sell it, um, us as a closing attorney will review, um, we'll see that's in a, pending, in a pending divorce and we review the settlement agreement and the final uh, divorce decree from the judge, we review that to make sure, you know, that it's being done properly essentially. Um, Cause if we don't review that, let's say someone sells it, but it wasn't a divorce, that could potentially be a, a, an issue for the buyer that bought it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that's why it's important for, you know, a buyer to buy title insurance, but that's a whole different uh, mm -hmm. topic we, we can talk about. But yeah, so yeah, we, you're pretty much not able to deliver clear, marketable title, um, which would be an issue if it's in the middle of a divorce and we, and we didn't, you know, do that, the necessary um, check in the divorce uh, settlement agreement and everything like that. So. Um, yeah, that's something that we definitely definitely look at to make sure everything's good to go. So hopefully, like I said, it's done before it gets to us. But mm -hmm. we have had we have had instances where um, everyone's all they're ready to sell it. One person's ready to sell it. They got a you know a closing date scheduled in a couple weeks or so. We get title back. We we're like, listen, the divorce isn't finalized yet. You guys don't even have a signed settlement agreement yet. We can't do anything until you guys get that to us. So that that does happen. Okay, so it's important that you get information, that you get to a closing attorney and you discuss all this also with your divorce attorney to be sure that everything is clear, everything is uh, disclosed. So when it comes to them for the closing of the sale of your property, you don't have to stop or delay the process just because you try to skip one step or you try to sneak and uh, at the end they're going to find yeah. out because the yeah. title search and all their due diligence that they do to ensure that your interest is protected and the buyer's interest is protected. That uh, the, after the closing, nothing is going to come up that will affect you as a buyer or as a homeowner. So everybody's interest is uh, look into, yeah. I mean, to the to the max, yeah. right? Yep. To be sure that when the transaction is done, it's legal and it won't have any uh, negative repercussions. So, um, Nereida, what is your experience with this type of situations in terms of divorce couples and and the land, the law? Yeah, a lot of times, and thank you for that, a lot of times I get questions where people are in the midst, right? And I think uh, a lot of couples, um, you know, regardless of whatever side they're on, um, if I do hear that they're in the middle of a divorce, that's one of the things that I disclose to them as well is that, okay, legally you're not going to be able to do anything with this property, um, whether, you know, it's refinancing to pay out your spouse or whether it's putting that house on the market with your realtor, you're legally not going to be able to do anything until that divorce is finalized. But where I um, can play a really good role is a, is a lot of times talking to couples and letting them know how much they'll qualify for after the divorce, maybe just on that one income, maybe with the proceeds of a, you know, the sale of the home, or a lot of couples want to buy out one or the other, right? Somebody wants to stay at home, 
particularly if there's children involved that are in the same school district, that's an important topic, right? So, you know, um, sometimes, you know, what I do see is when I do get divorce settlement, um, where it's saying that the person needs to refinance and refinance to their name only, um, we just go through the same measures that we would do to qualify anybody else. But really just giving the, the, the spouses or the soon-to-be ex-spouses clarity Mm -hmm. on kind of what life looks like after the divorce. Um, so a lot of times it's just that counseling um, and that advising um, that, that you do for a couple so that they can plan accordingly once that divorce is final. Okay, perfect. It is important that you are sure that if you plan to stay in the house that you can really afford, right, the payment and the expenses related to keeping the property. Because even though when you as a couple decide, okay, you keep the house and, and you move forward with it, are you really in the financial situation where you can keep up with the expense? So that's why a divorce is not only a situation where you have to look at what is it that you and your spouse soon to be ex-spouse, <laughs> agree upon, but all the other things that are involved, like financing, legal um, process of it, and of course, we are all professionals here in Georgia, and we, are, we work with teams, so if you need any kind of advice that has to do with real estate, on financing, or on the legal process, or on putting your house to sell, in the market or, or anything related to real estate you can reach out to us uh, on this video we are going to put the links on the bottom on the description so you can reach each one of us if we can be of a help so that was a very interesting conversation about divorce I learned a lot I don't know you but um if you have any more questions that we didn't answer feel free to put it on the comments and we will answer your questions at our earliest convenience and now let's talk a little bit about inheritance mm -hmm. so let's say that uh, my parents uh, passed away and they left the house and I have siblings. Do I just say, okay, I inherit this house, it's mine, and I can do whatever I want with it? Or there's a process to follow? Yeah, so unfortunately, some people, we get that as well. So, you know, um, you get uh, uh, a child of, let's say, that scenario where their parents pass away, and they just they automatically think, oh, well, I'm entitled to the house. I can, you know, just go ahead and come to the market and try to sell it. And then, of course, what happens is, if you have a, an agent that is unaware of the situation, they don't do their own due diligence, they just assume that you own the house and can sell it. They send the contract to us as the closing attorney, we run title, and lo and behold, the, the parents or the one parent still owns the house in their name. Um, so in, in that scenario, um, you do have to, to probate the estate most likely. Um, so you do have, would have to go, so the child would have to go through the probate process because the only way that you can sell that home is if you're appointed by the courts to be uh, an administrator or an executor. The two differences of that is you're in Georgia, you're called an executor if you probate an estate and there was a will involved, you're an executor. Or if, there, if the person died without a will, if they died in testate, um, you have to get, you, you would be the administrator. And so it's called letters of testamentary for an executor, letters of administration if you're an administrator. Um, so you have to file a petition with the courts to probate. 
and then the courts will sign off on those letters, giving you as executor or administrator the powers to be able to sell the home. So you would just sell it as um, the administrator or the executor for the estate of whoever owned the house. Um, so yeah, and and in those situations, uh, you're you're going to want to set up, and a lot of um, agents may not know this on the front end, or even the executor, the administrator selling it. Because a lot of times, let's just say someone's just the executor, the administrator selling it. But let's say that they're not only are they entitled to proceeds from the house per the will or just uh, per intestate succession, but their siblings are entitled to it too. So a lot of times we get people like, oh, just just give us the proceeds in our personal personal account, <laughs> and we're like, no, we can't do that since the actual seller is the estate, not you as the executor, or you as the administrator individually. It's, it has to go to an estate account. Um, so a lot of people don't know that you have to open up an estate banking account um, in order to take in those proceeds. Um, yeah, because. Uh, Legally, we, we can't give it to one person who's entitled to it because we could be on the hook for that because it has to go to, to an estate account. And then as the executor or administrator through that estate account, that's when you would equally distribute and disperse everything uh, according to the will um, or intestate succession. Um, so that, that, that is one thing that we, we, I come across a lot. People kind of fight us on it, like, oh, I don't want to have to go open a bank account. It's really not that difficult. Um, once you get those letters of administration or letters of testamentary, you just go online to the IRS's website, you apply for a tax ID number, it takes a couple minutes, it's just a thing you fill out, it generates you a tax ID number, you take the letters, tax ID number to any banking institution, and you can open up a bank account. It's, it's really not that difficult, so that happens a lot. Um, and then another thing with an inheritance, I think, is really important for people to, to know, is if you're untitled to a house, you're an owner of the house, and someone else is an owner of the house, and the one person passes away. So a lot of times the other person just automatically assumes, okay, well, it's just all mine now. Well, that would be true if you are a joint tenant with right of survivorship. Um, so if you're a joint tenant with right of survivorship on a house with someone else, that means when one person passes, you know, that their interest automatically transfers to you and now you do own the house whole week and sell it, do what you want with it. Um, but there are situations where if your deed is a tenant in common, if you guys are tenant in common with each other, that's not the same scenario. If you're a tenant in common and not a joint tenant, one person dies, you're now the sole survivor, that interest goes to that person's estate. It doesn't automatically go to you. So even if you would be fully entitled um, to, let's say it's a spouse scenario, let's say you're the only you know heir and you would get that percentage anyways, um, you would still have to probate that estate to be able to sell that 50%. Um, so a lot of people just, and it's just a matter of how the deed was when you bought the house. If you were a joint tenant, it would say something like joint tenants with rent of survivorship, not as tenants in common. Um, but unfortunately, if it just says, if it just as grantees, it's just your names, and it doesn't have that survivorship language, by default, you are a tenant in common. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure, you have to look at your deed and make sure, especially if, if you're a married couple, you want to make sure that you are a joint tenant. So you want to look at your deed. Uh, it's through public records. You can go get a copy of it. Um, you want to make sure after your names, it says with, as joint tenants with the right of survivorship. And this becomes an issue with deeds that are a lot older. Um, so the state of Georgia didn't recognize joint tenancies until 1977. Um, so if, there, if you have 
so if you if you're elder and you know um, you, you're worried about that scenario and you bought that property back in let's say the early 70s mid 70s even late 70s i would make sure to look at your deed to make sure and if you're not very simple you can just execute a new deed uh, to make you guys join tenants that's something that we can do for you as a very simple process um, just filing a new deed on, on record but even even though it didn't come to effect until 77 there's still a lot of deeds out there that are not joint pen. Even throughout the 80s, it wasn't very customary for every deed. Nowadays, it's very customary. Mm -hmm. We make everyone joint tenants unless you tell us you want to be a tenant in common. But even through the 80s, even early 90s, even deeds nowadays, I still see from offices that are not joint tenants. And especially, especially if you do like a homemade deed, because yeah. if you're just quick claiming it to family members or giving it to someone, most likely, if you're not doing it through an attorney's office, you may not know that. So you may not have that specific language on there um, to make joint, yourself a joint tenant with the other person. So that's definitely something I always advise people to look at, especially with agents that are listing something. Um, you just want to make sure if there is someone that passed away that was an owner, you want to make sure beforehand, before you even list it, before you even get entered into a contract, you want to make sure that you're able to, you know, they're able to sell it. And that's something that I definitely let agents know that we work with, you know, just Hit me up whenever. Send me an email. Mm -hmm. Give me a call. I'll look into it for you before you can list it and let you know. Okay, they're good to go and list it. And I want agents to waste their time or anything like that. If they, you know they get under contract and lo and behold, their person has to go through probate or something like that. So definitely want to look at at that not beforehand before you get a buyer involved and everything like that. Mm -hmm. so. Well, it's very customary, especially the last two years when the market was so competitive that many people did a for sale by owner and they thought, well, you know, there's so much demand out there for properties, the inventory is low, I can sell my house, I don't need uh, no realtor, nobody to to help me sell the house. And this, what you just discussed, is one of the reasons why you have to work with a professional. Because you don't, I mean, buying a home is the, is one of the largest investment that you do in, in your life. So you want to be sure that your interest is protected. If And for that, you do need a closing attorney. You need a title search. You need someone that is going to look to the history of that property and assure that you are not buying a problem. It's not only it's not not only uh, another owner. It could be taxes on yeah. liens, everything that only will show uh, on the mm -hmm. title, right? Yep. Yeah, that's uh, part of the closing process. Us as closing attorney, you know, we um, that's one thing we do. We order the title search. Me or one of the other attorneys in our office will review the title, make sure everything's clear and good to go. If there is stuff that, that is uncovered that we need to do, we'll, our office will work on resolving those things to clear up the title in order to get it to the closing date to transfer a clear, remarkable title. So that's mm -hmm. definitely one of the, the biggest parts is of us as, as a closing attorney, mm -hmm. getting those things squared away. Yes, I've seen in um, YouTube, I've seen a very popular uh, minister that and he is a motivational speaker and he always talk about that that happened to him he was uh, very poor and he made all the sacrifices in the world to buy his mom a house and when they moved into the house three days after the city came knocking on the door and saying you have to pay i think i don't i'm not sure the amount but it was a high amount for for just you know uh, a normal 
person in, um, they say you have three days to put the money together. I don't know, for 40000 something like that. And of course, they couldn't do it. So they have to give away the house, lost all the money that he put together to buy his mom a house and go through the embarrassment of having his mom move out of the house a couple of days after she was in the house. It was a very sad situation, but it happens. It happens because if you don't follow the process, if you don't hire the professionals, you don't let them do their job, then you are the one who's putting yourself, uh, exposing yourself to, to get a spam and things like that. So I think this is a very good, I mean, a lot of good information. I, I'm sure there's so much more that we can discuss about this. I don't know if you have any questions for him or you have any uh, anything else to weigh in. No, but I actually learned some things about, um, you know, and the, the clear marketable title, right? Um, mm -hmm. On the mortgage side, that's one of the things that we wait for um, before a loan can legally close. So just, you know, doing that title search, making sure that there's due diligence, making sure that there's any no debt on that home. And, you know, the heirs part is interesting, right? Because yeah. I know that you do the, the heir search, like if there is a debt, um, doing a search to make sure that all heirs have been contacted if there isn't a will in place. So yeah. all the work that, that your firm does on the back end is just interesting. People don't know that. It's that silent work that happens on the back end for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want uh, Vini to give us the information about where are the locations where we can uh, visit him and his phone number and all the good stuff. So you be sure that before you move forward with a divorce or or if you are the heir of any property that you have a consultation with them and be sure that you're doing things the right way just to avoid um problems eventually so yeah. uh share with us your contact information yeah yeah so um so our main office is in uh, woodstock georgia um we have um, staffed office over in swanee which is over in uh, gwinnett county um, we're up in jasper georgia down peachtree city and then we have closing locations um that we use all around the metro atlanta area so we're, we got a pretty good foothold on, on the atlanta and metro area as far as able to conduct closings um it's 17 but, offices right or 17 yeah, locations yeah 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 we have, yeah a bunch of different locations yeah yeah and, and honestly, honestly me myself I'm, I'm very flexible too i mean i as far as like pe people want to do a refi I, I don't mind going to someone's house and stuff like that too so I'm, and, I'm personally very flexible and just from a lender perspective right and that's just uh, what i know about marino i don't get to choose the, the the closing firms that we close with but i know and i get to see the cost because on the mortgage side yes. i do check the cost um, for a lot of um, title companies and i will tell you that mm -hmm. marino law firm is very competitively priced um, and again um, huge footprint i think it is 17 offices or locations where they can close but Okay. Appreciate so, that. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, and then my um, our our office number is seven seven zero eight seven four four six zero zero. My personal email is just Vinny V I N N Y at Marino and Associates dot com. That's all spelled out. The and and Associates and it's M E R I N O. So Vinny at Marino and Associates dot com. And um, yeah, so we can definitely help you with anything as far as the closing process. Um, even preventative things like estate planning on the front end um, to make sure 
Um, everything's taken care of as far as you know, real estate you have. Um, make sure everything's you know, settled for your uh, loved ones and um, just like a setup, put property in a trust or anything like that. Or I can always just take a look at you know, your existing paperwork, your deeds, make sure everything's good to go for how you want everything to flow um, if you were to, to pass. Um, and then we also can uh, help you out with probate as well. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions, that's my information. So uh, feel free to contact me. Awesome. Well, he gave us a little bit of all his knowledge. He has so much more to share with us. So give him a call. And I want also Nereida to share her information. And I want to say something about Nereida as well. I have a lot of clients that come to me because they want to purchase a house and they received um, uh, an offer from their bank and usually it's the bank with uh, that they have their checking account, savings account and yes, they give you an offer. However, these banks are not mortgage banks and mortgage brokers. And what is the difference? Well, with Nereida being a mortgage broker, you have many options and products to choose from. She's going to evaluate your situation and she's going to find what is the best fit for your finances, for your uh, situation, and she's going to help you throughout the entire process until your loan gets approved. However, if you go to a main bank, usually they have a few products that they can offer you. It's not a one-on-one -on -one service, and um, they usually has a large volume of clients and transactions. So she puts her heart on, on what she does, and I would like for her to share her contact information, and I would like for you to consider working with her when you are thinking on buying a property. Thank you, Amy Abed. Mm -hmm. um, my name is Nareda Claudio. I work for U.S. Mortgage. Um, and yes, I, I act as a broker lender. Um, I'm the one that answers the phone and I'm the one person at the very end. Um, I talk you through the process. I go through all your costs. Um, I'm the person responsible. So there's no kind of handoff. I do have an assistant, but um, that's the big benefit, right? Um, is that, you know, you're making a large purchase. You want someone that you're going to talk to throughout the process. Um, I, again, U.S. Mortgage, my name is Nereida, N-E-R-E-I-D-A dot Claudio at usmortgage.com, all run together. Um, and my phone number, it's my cell phone um, that I have here with me. Um, it's 770, I'm sorry, it's 678-267-3959. Thank you. Great, great. And Nereida speaks Spanish. Habla español, just like me. <laughs> yes, and, and when it's time to go to the closing table, we go to the closing. Uh, we translate for you. So nosotras vamos al cierre y traducimos para ustedes para que tengan entendimiento de todo el proceso claro y de sí. lo que están firmando. Claro ¿verdad? que sí. Lo, lo sorprendente es que es el gasto más grande que van a hacer en su vida. Así que si hablan español y desean entender los números del de punto financiero, pues con gusto estamos para atenderles. Claro que sí. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I will leave also my contact information if you need a free evaluation of your house to see how much is the value of your house in the market right now. I can go. There's no charge, no obligation. I'll visit you. You just get me a cup of coffee. 
That's all I ask for. <laughs> and I will give you tips on what uh, to do to increase the value of your home. Uh, like, again, like I said, no commitments, uh, just a visit and then you take it from there. Also, if you are thinking on buying a house, well, I would be happy to help you search in the market, negotiate for you and guide you through the entire process until you go to the closing table and meet with these uh, great people here with me and the process of the closing and other good stuff that you don't want to miss so stay tuned follow us in social media and thank you so much for sharing your time with us Uh, Vinny Moreno. I'm an attorney here at Moreno and Associates. Um, we're a real estate closing firm, uh, primarily handling real estate transactions. Uh, we have an office here in Woodstock, Georgia, Peachtree City, Jasper, and Gwinnett, and multiple closing locations all around the area. Um, not only do we do real estate closings, we also do estate planning and probate. So we're going to help you with all of those matters as well. Um, so yeah, if you want to set up a will or do a trust, power of attorney, healthcare directive, or um, a loved one has passed away and you're getting ready to probate their estate, we can certainly help you out with that. Um, I like to tell people, don't wait until it's too late to plan your estate. Um, my contact is Vinny, V-I-N-N-Y, at Marino and Associates, all spelled out, dot com. So that's M-E-R-I-N-O and spelled out, associates spelled out, dot com. Our office number is 770-874-4600. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. There are 16 million children struggling with hunger in America. That's one in five daughters, sons, neighbors, and classmates who don't know where their next meal is coming from. Yet billions of pounds of good food go to waste every year. It's time we do something about it. Feeding America is a nationwide network of food banks that helps provide meals to millions of kids and families in need. Visit feedingamerica.org to help them feed even more. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Hi, my name is Nareta Claudio and I'm a lender with U.S. Mortgage. Um, if you're interested in getting pre-qualified for a home or just understanding um, what your circumstances are, um, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm a lender with U.S. Mortgage. I do loans all across the United States. There's just a few states that I'm not licensed in. Um, and in general terms, I like talking to you about six months to a year before you're considering purchasing 
or selling a home, um, just so that I can give you numbers and information um, so that you're informed about your home purchase. Um, again, Nareda Claudio, U.S. Mortgage, and you can reach out at 678-267-3959.